It's the 5th of April on theconstantinvestor.com. I'm James Brandis, and I'm speaking with Duncan Owen from the Constant Investor community, who is also a very active member of our Facebook group. Tell us about yourself, Duncan. How do you spend most of your days? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, thanks, James, for having me on. Um, look, I guess at the moment um, I'm in an interesting um, part of my life. Um, I'm sort of in my mid-30s and um, just finished up uh, my employment at the end of last year to focus on um, starting a business. So um, at the moment, my days consist mostly of, uh, of being at home, um, trying to find a way to uh, to get out there and, and, and make some money uh, before, before I... Uh, run out of my savings. So um, that, 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 that's effectively where I'm at at the moment. Can you tell us a bit about your business? What are you setting up? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's a little bit of a tangent from, from my background, which is in sort of marketing and more recently in fundraising for, uh, for the not-for-profit sector. But um, it, it is a food business that I'm working on. Um, and it's basically trying to do kind of the opposite of what Uber Eats is doing with uh, with restaurants, which is um, I'm trying to make it really easy to get um, a healthy meal delivered. Um, so basically uh, limiting options down and just producing really healthy meals um, and making it really easy to, to choose and, and both pick it up uh, after you sort of finish work or on a busy night when you've got, uh, when you've got uh, some other plans on. And how far in are you? Um, look, it's an idea that I've been working on for probably a year and a bit. Um, and I'm getting to the point now where it's where it's coming down to crunch time. I think now that um, sort of I've finished up, uh, you know, making an income, um, you know, really need to start making money soon. So I'm hoping to be in a position where we can start offering it to the public um, before the end of June. Wow! And is it uh, the full meal delivered? Is it basically the healthy option of a, a home delivered meal? Yeah, well, I guess this is this is a bit of the difficulty is trying to make it really clear what um, what the difference is to what's already out there. So you've got a whole bunch of options of healthy meals. Um, obviously, a lot are being promoted pretty heavily at the moment. Um, ours are really designed for people who are the uh, time poor uh, and aren't planners. So you've got a lot of things where you can get it delivered in two days' time. But, you, know, you have a minimum order and all that type of thing. Um, ours are really designed where you walk out the door and you know your plans have changed for the night, but you don't really want you know something unhealthy. Um, so yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a trick to try and get that right. Um, but yeah, effectively, it, it could be something that's home delivered within 30 minutes, or we're looking at different options where you could, might be able to pick up um, pick up the meal from a specific location. So that might be you know if you play basketball at a, at a basketball stadium, or if you're coming home on the train at a train station, something like that. Oh, I hope it goes well for you. Has your um, thank you. Has your investing helped prepare you for taking that leap? I, I look, I think so. I think it's always um, good from my perspective that um, I've got a bit of a safety net. Um, so you know, if, if something happens, my um, and my partner um, can't work anymore or whatever it might be, there's always just that little bit of a, a backup if I need to uh, pay the bills. Um, you know, it's I, I kind of. I, I try and keep my investing separate so that you know I'm never sort of dipping into that. Um, but it, it is always just that safety net that's sitting there. And what's your investment portfolio look like? Sure. Yeah. So at the moment, um, it consists mostly of um, residential property and, um, and and equities as well, um, which has changed um, over time. 
but for the most part, it's probably about sort of 50% equities, I think, at this point. And do you prefer equities over real estate, or do you feel balanced when you have both of them in your portfolio? To be honest, I actually really hate real estate. <laughs> um, I find, look, it, it, it probably has some benefits in that it is illiquid, which um, I'm probably a bit um, impatient in a number of ways, which can be um, to my detriment. Um, but on saying that, I, I find that um, particularly, you know, I'm relatively new to, um, to, to investing in property and, um, and it's been not the greatest period of time, I guess, for returns for me specifically. Um, and also I found it to be a lot more work than I anticipated. Um, and I guess I was probably looking for, for something to, to diversify into that, you know, wasn't, um, as time consuming as, as my share portfolio is, but mind you, I, I make my share portfolio pretty, um, time intensive just because I, I, I am interested, um, in the companies I invest in and, and different strategies and, and sort of trying to get it right. So I do sort of spend quite a bit of time thinking about that. And what, what's taking the extra time in real estate? Is it managing the property? Is it that sort of stuff that you don't hear about that uh, takes up the extra time and cost? Yeah, actually it is. Um, so it's everything from, you know, dealing with body corporate to um, to your doing going through the tax returns every year. I mean, it sort of multiplies. Um, the amount of work that you have to do um, at the end of each year for each sort of property that you have and um, and then yeah going through refinancing and all those different types of things seem to take up you know a lot of time when they come up and and I guess it just seems possibly like a lot of time because I'm not passionate about real estate um, but it's just for me it's a bit of a distraction and uh, do you think the rewards are going to be there or are you yet to see them uh, from property, I'm yet to see them, um, and also, it, I guess that another challenge for me is that having finished up um, working for the time being, um, you know, makes it makes the cash flow equation a bit different as well. So um, things start to become a bit trickier. Obviously, you don't necessarily get benefits of um, negatively gearing mm. if you're not making an income so uh you know changing things in when my situation changes is more difficult than jumping onto comsec and selling a selling a share yeah and what sort of shares are you in oh i'm in a variety of different things um at the moment um i, I think traditionally i've probably held far too many stocks um sort of 30 to 50 at various different points um and most of those have been um, individual companies that I've held as opposed to ETFs or LICs or, um, or managed funds. So I guess for the last um, couple of years, it's been about sort of paring down um, what I've been invested in to, to mainly companies that I'm interested in uh, that obviously have potential, hopefully. Um, and then also um, taking a bit of Alan's advice, actually, and... Um, and investing in some you know funds that seem like they have good potential and, and good historical returns. Um, so all up, uh, look, I'm, I'd like to have sort of thirty holdings, um, you know, into the next financial year. Ten being ones that are companies that I'm really interested in and really want to follow. Ten being um, international um, equities, and then ten being sort of managed funds. 
speaking of leaks, you mentioned on the Facebook live stream with Alan recently that you were looking into leaks, like Blue yeah. Sky. How's that going? Have you put some money into leaks now? I have. Yeah, just a few. Um, just Blue Sky at the moment. And uh, I just bought um, one of the Magellan funds uh, yesterday, actually, um, which is the, I think it's the future leader, future fund, possibly. And how do you go about weighing up a new investment like that? What's your criteria? Yeah, so this is, a, I think, um, a bit where I've tried to improve um, in the past That's compared to sort of my efforts in the past. So I think uh, historically, um, most of my research has been around uh, articles um, around a particular company or, and, and trying to figure out uh, where it's at at the moment and, and generally what the, what the future looks like. Um, and I think more recently, it's more about thinking you know, about the looking through the annual reports and um, actually kind of making my own uh, judgment on the uh, the company itself. So um, that, that's, I guess, what I'm doing a bit more of now is, is trying to resist my um, impatience to, to jump in straight away or what seems like a good time or, um, you know, when sort of the excitement around the stock's there. And I think that's something that a lot of people face um, difficulty with. Um, and, and really start to just put it on the radar, but then really do research into it, um, give it a sort of green light at some point, and then kind of wait for what seems to be a good entry point, um, unless obviously something changes with the fundamentals. Um, so, yeah, I guess it, it, that's been sort of a tricky thing for me over the last, I guess, 18 months or so, is to try and sort of change my natural behaviour into picking stocks. So when did you start investing? What got you started? I guess I was in my early 20s um, and uh, fortunately and unfortunately, I, I'd had an incident um, maybe sort of five or six years, no, actually it was about 10 years before that where um, I had an injury to my finger that was due to a company that's negligence um, and it just happened that um, that I managed to get a relatively small settlement um, come through. Now, I think that at the time I seem to remember just wanting a brand new computer and then um, I have no idea why, but um, obviously I'd come across something at the time and was just interested in stocks. And so I put a bit of money into, I think it was Billabong shares at the time and um, I think also BHP as well. And look, I think ultimately what, what sort of kept my interest from there on was that it was a particularly good time for those um, stocks that I bought um, and I probably held on to them for a few years and um, sold them and bought a second-hand car and was pretty happy and then sort of from then on um, uh, just sort of saved a bit of money each month or each pay for into a colonial first state managed fund so um, that sort of added up over time um, again did particularly well through um, before the, the GFC um, and I managed to sort of take that money and, and go traveling, which was good. Um, and that was kind of, I guess, my introduction into, into the stock market and, you know, still relatively beginner at the time, um, probably even after the end of that period as well. It wasn't too sophisticated. It was just um, the returns made me interested. Um, not losing money always helps. And, um, and I liked, you know, the companies that I, that I bought at the time. It sounds like you were learning um, by yeah. doing. Did you have a mentor or any books that guided you on your way? No. Actually, you know what? The the only book that I can think of was um, 
it was probably a number of years before I, I entered um, or started buying stocks, which was Rich Rich Dad Poor Dad, or Poor Dad Rich Dad. That comes up a lot. Comes up a lot in these conversations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I can't remember. I think my mum my might have given that to me. I mean, I read a lot and always have, but um, never really read any kind of investment-type books, and I think that was definitely the one that, that piqued my interest. And do you ever give advice to other people about investing? Um, I try to sort of, I guess, sit on the fence to a degree. Um, I mean, I certainly don't like to give people ideas, but at the same token... Um, you know, I like to think that, that that people should sort of be be a bit more involved with the companies that they're interested in, and particularly uh, my, my circle of friends um, and family is not particularly um, interested in investment, so to speak, apart from uh, you know buying the, the, the house or their investment property. Um, so it is difficult. Um, although I do have one friend that's going through a trading course at the moment, which is nice to be able to talk to him about different things. Um, but other than that, not not really. And um, how do you think your business is going to go? Will we be looking for you on the share market in the next couple of years? Can we invest in you, Duncan? <laughs> um, well, definitely not at the moment. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe one day. Um, and certainly from my perspective, um, you know, I, I I don't know if it's I, I don't I don't have dreams to be on the on the stock market, so to speak. Um, I think it's more about just getting out of working the nine to five for somebody else and, um, and sort of taking the initiative and, and making something that's a success and then using that in turn to, um, to kind of open more doors down the track and, and opportunities that I'm interested in rather than just needing to pay the bills. That sounds great. And uh, it sounds like your investments have played a big part in making that possible for you. Yeah, definitely. Look, I mean, there's probably another big, big piece that um, that I've missed out along sort of this chat so far, which is that um, you know, it, it, at one point, uh, actually just before the GFC, um, unfortunately, I had to inherit some um, some money, um, which has been kind of where my my um, real focus has been on for the last little while, um, and unfortunately, it went. <laughs> You know, thought considering it was a bit more money than, than sort of just this payout um, for my for my fingers, and uh, thought that it, you know it'd be wise to get some external help to um, to manage you know, to help invest that that particular funds at the time, and that was actually probably one of the uh, the worst times to consider that because that was just before the GSC. I think it was about November two thousand and seven um, when I invested those funds and. Uh, thought we were doing the right thing. Obviously, the share market went down a good chunk and invested some more. And, um, and yeah, so I managed to have a pretty pretty uh, significant lesson during that time. Um, I think at one point I was about 56% um, down overall, which wow. is, uh, yeah, it can be a bit stressful. Um, so, uh, so, yes, ever since then, it's all been about recovering that those losses and... Um, and sort of setting up for the future. Oh, it's a tough lesson to learn. Yeah, a really tough lesson. So um, I think it's kind of the opposite of those early days when I invested. It's been about, um, you know, I stuck with this investment manager for four or five years and then um, thought, well, you know, that's uh, maybe it's time to, to go out and sort of spend the time and become educated on the, the whole process and start uh, looking after my own investments.
Well, Duncan, I hope it continues on an upward trend for you. Thanks for sharing your story with us uh, on The Constant Investor. Not a problem. Thanks for your time. Duncan Owen is a member of The Constant Investor community, and this is TheConstantInvestor.com.